You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Pastor Steve Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. That is your testimony, that every day you're falling more in love with Jesus so that you can tell the world about him uh, because he first loved us and he gave his life for us that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So we're going to today we're going to talk about um, focusing on our spiritual growth every day and why that's important, because the way that you'll actually begin to uh have an ever deepening passion and love and appreciation uh, for the Lord is if you focus on spiritual growth, because we can't um, ignore our spiritual life and then expect it to remain strong. I mean, just like our bodies need food and, and care and attention, and just like even a natural garden needs to be watered, needs to be cultivated, uh, so our spiritual lives need maintenance. Our spiritual lives need maintenance in order to maintain health, spiritual health and grow and develop. And so that we can actually be productive citizens in the kingdom of God. But that unfortunately, that's not a lot of people's desire is not to grow. They want all the benefits of growing spiritually, but they don't want to actually put in what's necessary in order to make that happen, achieve that. So God, as we go into this word and talk about uh, growing spiritually every day, God, we thank you that you're quickening minds, you're quickening hearts. God, you're, you're causing people to come alive again, to experience personal revival. Even now, God, I thank you for wisdom, knowledge, understanding, my counsel, fear of the Lord, the anointing of God, a keen discernment and the tongue to learn. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And so, again, we're talking about focusing on spiritual growth every day. This is not something where we can just do it once and forget it. No, but it has to be a consistent action on your part and a consistent desire on your part in order to see the fruits of spiritual development. And so let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1 to 9. And it says, brothers, I was not able to speak to you as spiritual people, but at but as people of the flesh, as babies in Christ. I fed you milk, not solid food, because you were not able to receive it. In fact, you still are not able because you are still fleshly. For since there is envy and strife among you, are you not fleshly and living like ordinary people? For whenever someone says, I'm with Paul, and another, I'm with Apollos, are you not typical men? So what is Apollos, and what is Paul? They are servants through whom you believe, and each has a role the Lord has given. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. Now the one who plants and the one who waters are equal, and each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. 
For we are God's co-workers. You are God's field, God's building. And so, again, we're talking about we're talking about focusing on spiritual growth every day. And so when we look at that scripture, we see where Paul is rebuking the people. He's rebuking them because they've evidently been Christians for a certain period of time where Paul ought to have seen spiritual maturity, but instead he was seeing a lot of spiritual immaturity, which is why he says, you're still fleshly, you're still carnal, you're still typical men, because there was no, the the God part of them was not being developed. The, the part of them that was one with God was not being developed. So they were not reflecting Jesus. They were reflecting Adam. And Paul is like, I can't give you spiritual, I can't give you me. I can't, I can't, you're, you're, you're saying I'm getting bored, Paul, with talking about salvation. I'm getting bored, Paul, with talking about this or talking about that. And I want more. I want some deep things. I want some mysteries. But Paul is saying, you can't handle the mysteries. You can't handle any of that stuff. So I have to treat you like a baby. I have to, I have to give you milk. I have to give you only what your system, what your spirit can actually process. And see, Today, that's the issue with a lot of believers, is that they they accepted Christ, but then some people don't go any further than that initial decision to accept Jesus as the Lord and Savior. They're not studying the Word. They're not praying. They're not fasting. They're not doing any of the spiritual disciplines that will benefit them spiritually. They're just, they're just uh, uh, living, just doing their thing doing them, you know, not living their best life because our best life is that Zoe life, the life of God that Jesus said in John 10, he came to give us. That is our best life. Okay. But you can't partake of that life. Peter tells us this, that we, that we are, uh, he has enabled us or he has given us all things. God has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness according to what? The knowledge. So you got to actually dig in there and start to eat on a regular basis from the word of God, the bread of life. Okay. But they weren't doing that. They weren't doing that. They were just, they were just living like carnal people that didn't know God. And so their behavior, their, their attitude actually just demonstrated that they were not mature believers. They weren't mature believers. And so we have to think like, just like natural gardens, um, just like natural gardens, if we want to see a harvest, we have to, we can't just plant seeds once, right? We can't just plant seeds once and, and just be like, okay, I'm going to get watermelon. No, sometimes you have to, especially with grass, like in my yard, right? When I moved into my house, my yard was, was just dirt. It was just a bunch of dirt and maybe some sprigs of grass here and there, but it was mostly dirt. And so what I had to do was I, I had to not only seed it once, but I had to do what's called overseeding. All right. In addition to watering, I had to overseed it because it was not the, the initial seed wasn't getting the result that I wanted. And so I had to continually add seed until I started to see where there were patches. Now there's grass. And now, you know, some time later, 
now I see there's grass where there were patches, where there were bare, giant bare spots. Now there's grass. Why? Because I didn't say, okay, I threw the seed out there. I'm not seeing anything. No. But I kept going to Home Depot and getting seed and putting more seed down on my yard to, because I wanted to see grass. And even my neighbor uh, says, man, like your yard definitely looks different than it did when you first moved in there. And that's because I overseeded. I had to continually add seed. I had to cultivate. I had to water it. I had to, I had to, you know, put the necessary nutrients in the ground so that it would be healthy and that grass could come up. And so our spiritual life is just like that. There are some areas in our life where we see some barrenness. We see some patches. We we see something that we don't want to see. All right. But you can't just plant the seed once. You got to continually cultivate, cultivate, cultivate. Okay. You got to cultivate that seed. You got to continually, you got to watch it and make sure that nothing is growing up in there that you don't want to grow up in there. All right. And so. When, when Paul uses that word planted, right, that word planted in the Greek is fatuo, right? It means it, would, it means to instill doctrine or to introduce truth into the heart, okay? And, and then uh, when Paul says that Apollo watered, he's using the word posizo, which, which implies that Apollos reinforced his doctrine with intentional teaching. They weren't working against each other. And that's what he tried to help them understand. Apollos and I are not in competition. We're doing the same thing. We're we're trying to achieve the same goal. And so we understand our roles, right? We understand our roles. You're trying to pit us against each other, trying trying to get camps. You know, I'm Camp Paul. I'm Camp Apollo. No, it doesn't. No, because we understand what's important and you now need to understand what's important. What's important is the fact that we help you to grow up spiritually, all right, that we help you to grow up spiritually and that you begin to then reproduce disciples, all right? That is what Jesus wanted us to do when he gave us the Great Commission. He wanted us not only to be discipled, but then once we're discipled, then disciple. Disciples produce disciples, all right. Disciples produce disciples. And so he so Paul in Paul introduced the truth. Right. If Paul was the first one there, Paul introduced the truth. But then Apollos came behind him and reinforced the truth that was re- that was introduced with more truth. All right. Giving clarity and explanation to help them grow up. All right. Help them to digest what they were hearing so that they could become mature believers and that there would be no more uh, indication of immaturity and flesh and carnality. All right. And so when we think about even some of the positions that some people take, like I just read about how uh, there's a, a, a Christian music artist who uh, he's taken a certain position that is in opposition to the word of God and see people don't understand that if you're going to be a mature believer, then your ways have to conform to God's ways, not God conform to your ways. 
God is not a God of our own making. No, we are made in the image and likeness of him, not the other way around. But if you're not in the word enough, all right, if you're not in the word enough and you're you're listening to other things and other voices, all right, then you will begin to live in opposition to God's word and God's way. God's word shows us how we ought to live. It shows us how God desires for us to live, what he desires for us to have, who we are supposed to become. We're supposed to become like Jesus, who is the express image of the Father. Not the other way around. Jesus is not supposed to become like us. Where there's no, no need to repent of your sins. No need to live in, in a different manner of living that is in accordance with the word of God and in alignment with God's will and way. It, it, no, that is, we're supposed to conform our lives to him. And that is what a mature believer understands. It can't be my way all the time. It can't be my way. I have to understand that. I'm going to have to sometimes concede to God and say, I surrender. It has to become a normal practice for you. Surrender has to become a normal practice for you if you want to experience spiritual growth and spiritual maturity. And so we need to understand that faith has to be watered and worked. Like I told you, with my yard. I could not just throw some seed and then just be like, that's it. No, I had to water it. Then I had to add more seed to, to cause an overgrowth, okay? Because it, as you cast seed, and scripture even talks about this, there will be some seed that produces, okay? But then some seed that won't produce and that will dry up and wither away. And so in, in order, in, in agriculture, in order to ensure that there is a harvest, you have to continually cultivate your, what you're planting, all right? And in my case, I was planting grass seed, all right? And so it has to be watered. It has to be watered because in the summertime and even in the spring, in the spring and the summer, uh, we have to water our grass because if you don't water the grass, then what will happen is it will dry up and it will die. All right. It will dry up and die. That's why we need rain. That's why it, you need regular watering of your grass on a daily basis. You know, and sometimes they recommend, you know, between uh, twice or three times a day, depending on the condition of your, you know, of your ground. Uh, you may need to water a little bit more, but um, you need to cultivate it. You need that. There needs to be care and attention to what you're planting. All right. And so our faith has to be watered and worked. And then spiritual food is, we got to understand this, that spiritual food is for revelation and spiritual nourishment, not for entertainment or in recreation. It's for revelation and spiritual nourishment. All right? So it's not about what you like. It's about what will help you to see God better and clearer. What will help you to be healthier on a spiritual level? What will help your spirit man to be healthier, more robust? That's what 
That's what it is. Because the revelation of God will will nourish your spirit. All right. It will nourish your spirit and it will quicken you in situational occurrences where where if if there's a situation where uh somebody needs to be prayed where there needs to be some divine intervention with somebody needs to be prayed for, you know, and you're there, you know, divine appointment happens. Then what happens because you've been in the word and you've seen what Jesus did, all right, and he said you're gonna do the same thing, you say, Okay, I'm I'm called to do this. I, I can do this. All right. You don't just sit there and, and just be like, where the preacher at? And then you don't listen to preaching and just be like, oh, this is boring. I heard this before. That gets me into my next point. Sometimes a message should be preached over and over, just like you eat Thanksgiving leftovers for days afterwards. Sometimes you need to hear a message over and over again because revelation gets better the more you hear it. The more you hear it, the more you receive it. Revelation just gets better and better. And so just like those Thanksgiving leftovers where you have it for two and three days and sometimes uh, I've heard of people having it for two weeks after Thanksgiving, you know, you have to you have to hear some messages over and over again. I remember hearing a, a story about Kenneth Hagin, how they said, uh, that "Brother Hagin, how come you keep preaching on Mark eleven twenty two to twenty four? How come you keep preaching on Mark eleven? Why why you can't preach on something else?" He said, "Because I have to. God told me that's my assignment. I have to continue to preach it, and when you get it, then I'll move on to something new." Because it's not about your entertainment. What it's not, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to, to provide revelation and spiritual nourishment for you so that you can then take it upon yourself to open up your Bible, spend some time with God, and allow God to confirm what you're hearing. The Bereans in Acts, in the book of Acts, Paul. He, he complimented the Bereans because the Bereans not only heard what he was saying when he was in Berea, they, they not only heard what he was saying, but then they went home and they studied some more about what he said because they wanted to make sure he was in the book. All right. And so a preacher is not there to entertain you. We may we have series we have a, but it's not for to entertain you. It's for your revelation and nourishment. All right, and so sometimes you got to hear a message over and over again. I remember, and I still do this to this day. There's some messages that I I listen to over and over and over again because it's just that good. Because it's, every time I hear it, I get something new out of it. All right. We gotta stop being. We gotta stop being just satisfied with just enough. Okay, so what you have to do then is you gotta start where your faith is now. Start where your faith is now. All right. I know you want to be like Smith Wigglesworth and like like Arturo Skinner and like all the other men and women of God of the past. You wanna you wanna you want God to use you just like that. 
but you need to start where you are right now. The reason why some people don't actually continue on a path of spiritual growth is because they're so busy looking at and admiring other people, not focusing on their own spiritual journey, all right, and what God is doing with them uniquely, all right, and that's what you need to understand is that God is going is doing something with you uniquely that he's not doing or he hadn't done with me or he hadn't done with Apostle Willie or Apostle Mamie or any other, you know, men or women of God that you look up to. He He's doing something uniquely with you, all right? That doesn't disqualify us from speaking into your life, but what that does do is encourages you to keep your ear to God's mouth and say, God, what is it that you're doing with me, okay? How, how is it that you're leading me? How is it you're dealing with me and growing me and stretching me? How is it that, because I know I'm not Pastor Steve. I know I'm not Apostle Willie. I am me. And so how are you using me? They encourage me with their stories. They encourage, we encourage you with what we, what, what God gives us to share with you. But it doesn't stop there. You then go home and you continue to, to cultivate your spiritual life on your own. But that doesn't mean that you don't come to church. But that does mean that you're in the right place. All right. You're in a place where you can be you can get growth, growth, uh, uh, encouragement. You can get the nourishment, the revelation that you need to become a mature believer. Get the you get challenged, you get pushed to become a mature believer. Uh, in in uh, one of the past teachings the past week, somebody mentioned how you know they naturally they don't think that they're you know they should be up in front teaching or anything like that you know and they're one of our ministers and 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 the thing is we know what's inside of you and so we want it, we want what's inside of you from God the gift of God inside of you, we want you to bring it out, share it with the rest of the world. Don't just keep it to yourself. And so they, they find themselves on a schedule to teach this, you know, these series the last few weeks and, and months, you know, and, and it's like, they probably would say, you know, I'll go hide somewhere, but no, you, this is helping to bring, the more you do it, the more it's helping to bring what God has placed in you out of you, because we need your gift. We need your gift, okay? And, and so it's important to understand how God is uniquely, what, how your your journey with God is unique to you, all right? It's unique to you. There may be some similarities, but it's, there's no cookie-cutter journey that everybody has the same of, no, all right? And so, so start your faith where it is now, all right? Don't become satisfied and try to coast. Don't become satisfied and try to coast. I mean, you you got to keep on planting, keep on watering. How many of us, when we were in school, all right, when we were in school, we just because we got a few A's, we thought we didn't need to study like everybody else. And so we our arrogance caused us not to study and prepare for tests or quizzes. Then all of a sudden, your grades start to show you didn't prepare. But wait, I got A's, you know, this time before, I what happened? You you didn't continue the work of preparing. You didn't continue the work of preparation. And so it begins to show. All right. 
And so you got to keep on planting, keep on watering, keep on cultivating your faith. All right. Keep on cultivating your faith. All right. And so. So here's what you should do daily. I'm going to give you some recommended action steps, uh, best practices that you should do daily in order to uh, grow spiritually. And so you should actually spend time with God in the morning. Give him give him the first few hours. Give him some time. Give him some time in the morning. All right. Give him some time in the morning. Pray before you read your Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Uh, pray as you read your Bible and ask the Holy Spirit to plant what you are reading deep into your heart and your soul. And then pray every day for a few minutes with your spouse if you're married. Pray with your children if you have children. Pray with your children before they leave the house. And then pray before you drive your car or travel on any other means of transportation. And so even most recently, um, I, I had to go on a business trip and before you know, and, and we try to make this a normal practice around our house to actually pray daily before we leave the house. Uh, and even uh, I remember growing up, that was a daily practice of us before we went to school, before my parents went to work, even if we didn't have to go to school in the summertime. My parents would pray with us even if we were still sleeping. My hand would lift up and my mom would be praying and my dad would be praying, you know, for us uh, before they left and, and, you know, be on their way. Um, but you want to make sure that you give God some time in the morning. Make sure it, that's on your calendar to give God time in the morning. All right. It, and then the next thing you want to start doing is every day spend time feeding your spirit on God, other godly sources. So we know we have the Bible, but then there are also some messages. Like that's why we encourage you to download the YLM uh, mobile app uh, because you download the YLM mobile app. And then you'll be able to uh, get on-demand messages, whether it be video or audio. You'll be able to read the blog post that's inside the app. Uh, so you definitely want to make sure that you're, oh, maybe I did that too quick. So you definitely want to make sure that you download the mobile app from your Apple App Store, your Google Play Store. Uh, and then we also have the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast that you see advertised in the announcements. Uh, that's also available in the app in the uh, Apple iTunes uh, podcast library, also in the Google podcast uh, library, Spotify, uh, tune in. We're on a lot of different uh, podcast channels, even even Audible. So you definitely want to download those messages, uh, listen to those messages. Then there's other men and women of God that are sound and biblical truth that you might want to listen to. Uh, you know, just some YouTube videos that we got our YouTube channel, you know, go on our YouTube channel, watch some on-demand videos. Maybe you got blessed by a message a couple of years ago and you want to find it. It's up there. Just go on there and, and scroll through our playlist and you'll find it. All right. And, and you definitely want to. And then again, we're not the only ones. It's not only exclusive to us, uh, but there are other men and women of God that you can also get uh, you can get encouragement from and, and feed your spirit uh, on a daily basis, even as you're on a go. Uh, you know that audio books. Uh, you got the audio Bible. You got various methods. Even I remember when I used to uh, be out on the road a lot. Uh, I would actually be listening to messages and and scripture on on tape and all that. 
you know, even I remember even when I would uh, when I was younger, uh, the way I cultivated my spiritual growth was not only by reading the Bible, but then as I at night, I would actually have scripture playing in the atmosphere um, as I slept, as I prepared to sleep and as I slept. Uh, and so you definitely want to feed your spirit on other godly sources. And then you want to start reading books. And so that's why, you know, we tell you about Apostle Willie Talbert's book, Complete Deliverance, Finding and Keeping Total Victory for Your Life. That's why we tell you about Apostle Mamie Talbert's book, Changing of the Guard, Understanding Who Rules You. And then we also have my book, Fuel. And this is a devotional book. So it also it does break down into a day-by-day uh, method. Uh, and so you definitely want to feed your spirit on book. And then here's the other thing you need to understand, that growing people are reading people. Even in the secular, when it comes to professional development, they say readers are leaders, you know. And so growing people are reading people. And so you want to definitely make sure that you're reading biblically-based books, okay? And then uh, you want to also make sure that you start to begin to practice something, a contemplation or, 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 or reflection uh, by spending some time in quietness because times of deep contemplation will help you to hear and see your own heart when you get quiet enough to listen, all right? And so Proverbs 27 verse 19 says this, Proverbs 27 verse 19. Let me put it up there so you, you know I'm in a book, all right? Proverbs 27 verse 19 says this, as the water reflects the face, so the heart reflects the person, all right? So the heart reflects the person. And so you definitely want to begin to spend time just in contemplation, meditating on the word of God, all right? And allowing God to reveal to you and to show you your heart so that you can see what are the areas that I need to further surrender to God. All right. And then also it gives God a chance to download some stuff to you, which is why as you are in that time, all right, you want to try journaling during your quiet time in order to process your thoughts and what God is downloading to you. All right. Well, God is speaking to you. You want to be able to process those thoughts that you have. And then also what God is speaking to you, you want to record that so that you can go back later and, and keep record and keep track and then hold yourself accountable to what God has spoken to you. All right. And so, because, you know, being busy all the time, we, we can lose touch. We can lose touch, you know, and, and even, you know, I, I, my wife and I talk about this, you know, we don't want to lose touch with each other. So we have to spend time. And so some, sometimes in a busyness of life, you can actually lose touch with your own spirit, with your own heart, all right? You can lose touch to the point to where you're not feeding yourself. Then, you know, just like in a natural, some people get so busy, they don't eat on a regular basis. They don't sleep like they should, you know, but you don't want to fall into that. And so get into the point of, of that quiet time, that devotion time where God can not only reveal stuff to you, but speak and download stuff to you and then record it so that you can keep record of what God is saying. That may, God may even birth a book right there in that quiet time, in that time of deep reflection and contemplation. He may, he may birth that book, you know, and so you definitely want to make sure that you have that quiet time. Then you want to, you want to spend some time with those who strengthen you. 
with those who strengthen you. No person is an island. You hear that that famous saying, nobody is good all by themselves. Let's look at Hebrews 10.25. It says this, not staying away from our meetings as some habitually do, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And so as you start to look at that, you, we need to understand that that's not only exclusively talking just about the gathering of, of church, you know, like church, church, but it, it means that you need to get with some people, talk to some people that are in, headed on the same path in a kingdom path, just like you. You desire God to, to grow you spiritually. They desire God to grow them spiritually. Link up, you know, link up with people that will encourage you, that will push you spiritually to 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 be more to to do more to actually trust God and walk by faith and not by sight and so look so then uh we need to understand that in the body of Christ there is a mutual exchange of strength that occurs in fellowshipping with other believers that you absolutely need I don't know where I would I would not be here right now if it were not for the believers that God has placed in my life and my path, if, if it wasn't even for the church that I'm connected to, Yes Lord Ministries, you know, I mean, it's just at those trying times, just allowing that that sense of community that we need to we need to re rediscover believers. We need to rediscover that sense of community again where we can begin to invite people into our space and share life and do life together as brothers and sisters in Christ, all right? And then lastly, we want to take every time, every day, we want to take time to stop throughout the day to acknowledge God. And so let's look at uh, Psalm, Psalm 119, verse 164. Psalm 119, verse 164 says this, I praise you seven times a day for your righteous judgments. And so that is the psalmist's acknowledgement of God in all his ways. He's acknowledging God. He's not, he's letting, he, he said seven times, but you can do it more than seven times. There's no limit to how many times you can acknowledge God. I acknowledge God numerous times through the day. I don't, I lose count, you know, and, and it's not even about count, but it's about acknowledging him frequently, making it a normal practice. Because when you, when you see, uh, when so much seems to be going on beyond your control, it's good to pause and acknowledge that God is on the throne and is righteous in all his judgments, regardless of what you see, what you feel, or what others are doing or are failing to do. God is still on the throne. All right. God is still on the throne. And so by acknowledging him, that gratitude that I spoke about, you know, many lessons past talked about maintaining an attitude of gratitude. You want to make sure that you do that so that you can grow spiritually every day. And so all those things combined, you know, can help you. And, and if you missed what I went through, then you can rewatch this again. But it is important to prioritize those things so that you can grow spiritually every single day. And so I want you to just uh, repeat this confession with me. It says, I prioritize taking care of my spiritual well-being just as I take care of my physical health. I am so I am also committed to nourishing my spirit. 
As a result, I am spiritually strong, healthy, and full of life. I am deep, I am disciplined and dedicated to maintaining my spiritual condition. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. And so you'll be able to actually see this confession on our website in our faith corner, which is our blog. You'll be able to see it right there and also in our mobile app uh, blog section. Uh, so it, just in case you missed it, you'll be able to have it right in written form so that you can re repeat that and just say that over yourself. Speak well over yourself so that you can actually start to see God move in your life on a daily basis. So God, we just thank you right now that the people that have heard this message are encouraged to continue to go with you even further in their spiritual development. They're not getting settled. They're not getting satisfied with just enough, but they want more than enough of you because he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So God, we're going to experience freedom every single day of our life. We thank you. We praise you. We glorify you right now. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. I pray that you are blessed. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text gift to 1844948 Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord M. On Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries, Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.